It's just website describes it as a new ethical understanding that allows us to build an internal civilization and have it manifest in the external world. So what that means is it's a cult. Well, hello, everybody. I'm Arden Rose. And I'm Will Dobbshare. And you're listening to Crash on My Couch. Which is our one-stop pit stop of the internet. Of all the interesting things that you would like to hear about. Ain't that right, Willie D? That is right. On this week's Crash on My Couch... We talk about an automated funeral service. We talk about a guy's horrific hotel experience. Stinky, stinky, meat, meat. And we talk about a celebrity sex cult, which is still operating today. That's right. This week and more on Crash Crash on on My my Couch. couch. Well, hey, Hey, guys. guys. (laughs) No need to delay. Just do the thing. Going through, doing the thing. Um, We're doing long distance again this time. Yes. It's a thing that we have to do every now and then. If you didn't notice, we didn't have an episode last week because we suck and we're bad at our jobs. The long distance Um, thing is really difficult. Like, it's very difficult. It sucks. And just, like, emotionally difficult, but also it makes this podcast very difficult to do. Difficult. Yes, because also, like, when we do the podcast, we just have, like, a slight delay with everything the other person's saying. Yeah, so it's like, like, it's just kind of like a little nod, like, yeah, okay, my turn to speak. Like, you can't really, like... Is it, are we good? Can we, am I good? Yeah. That's, like, 95% of what I do when we do long-distance podcasting is, like, are we good? And then, like, the other 10% is me being like, oh, did our FaceTime get disconnected? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's like, that's the other portion of it. Yes. Um, But hi, guys. Hey, good to be back. How are you guys doing? How are we doing? I want to first off, start off by saying that we have been getting a lot of good tweets, a lot of good material, which we're going to be talking about this week in the True. podcast. Um, so thank you all for sending some stuff in. It makes our lives yes. so much easier. So thank you so much. Oh my gosh. The moment when you guys started generating your own content was the moment I was like, we did it. We made it. We got it. We, we've, we've, we've put ourselves in a sweet spot now. They're making yeah. the content for us. Yes. Time is money. Money is pizza. Something, something. I just watched that episode <laughs> of Parks and Rec. It was an exciting moment. Also, we just hit a thousand followers on our Twitter. Crash on my couch. Yes. What was it? What is it called? Crash, crash on my couch show? Podcast? It is. COMC podcast. At COMC podcast. That's the at. Go follow it. Yes. Do we need to do? Dab on the haters. Yes. Dab on the haters at COMC podcast. You did it because you love dabbing and it's fine. And we all are accepting of it now. Eventually that joke will come back around and you'll be really cool if you're still dabbing. So just keep dabbing. Like just keep going. Push through it. The moment people start like, oh, Will, that, that meme came out three years ago. You go, yeah. Well, in seven years, that's a full decade. And that's called vintage. So that's called vintage, sucker. 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 Playa. So your jokes on them, you're going to be dabbing for the rest of your life. But thank you guys for all the support on the Twitter. It's been just amazing seeing all of the tweets and stuff. There was a tweet that we got. Let me try to see if I can find it. But it was someone, someone had tweeted, what are some good podcasts that I can check out? And one of you guys added us and was like, go watch Crash on My Couch. Like, go listen to it. It's so good. Da-da-da. And I was like, yes, that grassroots coalition building. I like. <laughs> Do it. Grassroots marketing, grassroots coalition building. I'm a big fan. 
Um, so yeah, thank you for the, for all the support on Twitter. I'm sorry that we missed last week, but genuinely it was just long distance woes. Like Will and I barely got to talk. Long distance woes. We barely got to talk last week. So listen, we got to take care of ourselves first. To make up for it, we have a doozy of a podcast to talk to you about. And the first topic we're going to be talking about is... Weekly. Idiot. Weekly. Idiot. Weekly. Idiot. It's the Weekly Idiot. Yeah, it is. (laughs) The dumb old stupid old Weekly Idiot. Always coming in, doing something dumb. Will has looked at all of these... um, All of these segments, or like two of the segments before I have. Yeah. So you're going to explain to me what happened and what the deal okay, is? Well, the the good thing about this one is actually two people sent this in, which I feel like is a mark of a story we should be doing. Ooh. Like if multiple people are sending in one thing, then we know it's looking good. Yeah. So um, I'm going to be honest. I picked one over the other just because I saw the tweet first. Well, wait, wait, wait. If, if we mention it twice, is there like a is there like a, a clause to the rule that if we pick a choice, do we have to pick another person too? Or do we have to... Well, I think last we, week we worked out that one person gets a gold star but, and the other person... I, I think that that person has to be the first person to send it in. Regardless of what we use, I think it has to be the first person. Uh, that's only fair. That's only fair. That's how it happens. That's true. That's sh- that, you know what? You know what? Because they might have seen that and gone, the second person might have been like, wow, good article. Copy and paste that. Going to get that toaster. Wow. You okay. don't know. Well, that's a good point. Not that because... I'm judging the second person that sent this in. But... Well, that's a good point because the one from, there's one from six days ago and there's one from three days ago. Mm. So the lovely person that sent it in from uh, six days ago is at underscore Augustek. Yes. Augustek. Um, so, uh, can you add that to the a uh, gold star list, please? Indeed. I actually already wrote it down. I like I had it on lockdown. Whoa. Yeah. And then the other person who I'm sadly going to have to tell you didn't make the gold star list this week is at Annie Uncanny. Thanks for sending in the topic. We appreciate it. But um, August K beat you to the punch. To beat you to the work. Beat you to the weekly idiot. Sad to say. <laughs> um, yeah. But um, it's a great. It's a great story. So I'm going to tell you. I'm going to read it as it goes along and try and explain it. Okay. Okay. I'm excited. So this is on boardpanda.com. Great. 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 And basically, 17 years ago, this guy called Nick Burchill. His name's Nick Burchill. Nice uh, name. He went and had a very bad experience at the Empress Hotel in Victoria, uh, BC, which I believe was in British Columbia, Vancouver. honey. Oh, British Columbia, yeah. Honey, honey. And so <laughs> this is actually so funny. Okay, so this guy had probably the worst experience. <laughs> I've ever seen, but also like for a good reason. Like he's deserving of what happened because, like, I don't know why anyone would do this. Oh my okay, god, so- I'm really excited now. Like it's a comeuppance story. Ooh, okay. Yeah. I love okay, justice. So- Let's do it. I'm ready. I'm ready for justice. Um, so this guy was traveling. Uh, was coming out west from Halifax, and he told his navy buddies that he was coming out and was asked to bring out brother's pepperoni. From Halifax. Brothers Pepperoni? What does that mean? So these guys, his buddies, his Navy buddies were like, hey, can you, if you're going to come out here, can you bring some pepperoni from this like really good place in Halifax? Oh, that's like like, known. That's understandable. Pepperoni thing. Yeah. Okay. 
So, so he brings a slice of salami. He he brings a log of salami. Well, let me let me finish that. Okay. <laughs> uh, he was asked to bring brother's pepperoni from Halifax. It's a local delicacy. Because this was the navy we were talking about, he bought enough for a ship. In a hurry, he had completely filled a suitcase with pepperoni for his friends. <laughs> some of it was wrapped in plastic. Some of it was in brown paper. And he said he took whatever the brothers would sell him. So he took a shitload of pepperoni and just shoved it in his like like this is not like a small like little log of pepperoni this is like a lot he's got so, he's got an entire duffel bag full of logs yes of that so great he, meaty that stinky meat that stink meat yes yes Yum. so he he filled up the suitcase and he went on over got on the plane and when he landed he checked into his hotel uh-huh with his stink meat. With yes, his stinky, so might I meat. add that it had been on the plane in a suitcase. Like, it can't be, I don't know. Okay, that's like, disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. no, please don't. I know that it is preserved, but please don't bring a giant duffel bag of stink meat on a plane. <laughs> so. And then try to feed it to it your gets, friends. This is when it gets really interesting. Oh, um, no. I mean, just, I'm just going to read what it says, okay. Basically, he was conscious of the fact that the pepperoni might go off, so he was trying to keep it cool. So Don't tell me he tried was- to load up his mini fridge with snossage. No, just wait. Oh, Don't try to okay. interrupt. Just All wait. All right. I'll be patient. My, He said, my room was a nice big front-facing room on the fourth floor. It was well-appointed, but it did not have a refrigerator. It was April and the air was chilly. An easy way to keep all this food cool would be just to keep it next to an open window. Okay. I lifted one of the sashes and spread the packages of pepperoni out on the table and windowsill. Then I went for a walk for about four or five hours. When he had covered enough ground, he returned to the hotel. And he says, I remember walking down the long hall and opening the door to my room to find an entire flock of seagulls in my room. <laughs> I didn't have time to count, but there must have been 40 of them. And they had been in my room eating pepperoni for a long time. <laughs> That is exactly what I wanted to happen, and I did not know. Wait, 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 That is amazing. In case you were wondering, Brother's TNT pepperoni does nasty things to a seagull's digestive system. Oh, no. As you would expect, the room was covered in seagull crap. What I did not realize until then was that seagulls also drool, especially when they eat pepperoni. So he walked in, there's 40 seagulls everywhere in this fucking room. There's shit and drool everywhere. Like this nice room he checked himself into. Um, Oh my god, what an idiot. He said, wait. Oh my um, god, that's my dream. I want to walk into that. He says, the less composed seagulls are attempting to leave through the other closed windows. (laughs) The result was a tornado of seagull excrement, feathers, pepperoni chunks, and fairly large birds whipping around the room. The lamps were falling. The curtains were trashed. The coffee tray was just disgusting. Oh, gross. Yeah. So wait, did they all all get out of the room? Were they gone? They just left that wake of like horror behind them and just left with yeah. all their pepperoni leavings just so strewn he opened up about. all the windows well he opened up all the windows and then they all like went out eventually so <laughs> oh god so naturally what happened was housekeeping came in because he was like 
oh fuck, I don't know if I can clean this up by myself. So we um, called yeah, housekeeping. You don't even no, don't even try to clean it up, guys, 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 guys. If you ever lure like fifty seagulls into a hotel room with pepperoni and they piss and shit and drool over everything, burn the room and walk away. Just don't never just don't ever put your card down. Never give your ID and just walk away. Don't even try to fix the situation because so it's not going it to work. Gets, it actually gets worse. Oh, no. So before he called someone and explained the situation, he attempted to clean up the area himself. Oh, my God. So he went into the washroom and rinsed the mud off his shoe. He said he made his way to one of the side doors and recovered both the shoe and the towel that were laying in some wet soil bare the walking path. Oh, my gosh. I think one of his shoes had, like, fallen out the window or some crap. Like, basically, all his stuff was, like, spewed out everywhere. Well, duh, because the seagulls went through his bag trying to get that delicious, delicious stink meat. That yummy, yummy pepperoni. Stink meat, yeah. So, he went and found the shoe... And then went to the bathroom to, like, go and rinse off all the mud and, like, Good everything on it. Good fucking luck. Burn burn everything. Burn everything. You do not want to wear that anymore. Are you kidding? Burn all your clothes. Walk out naked. It is not worth it. So, the one wet shoe he had, he decided to use the hairdryer to dry it. Mm-hmm. And he says it was actually doing quite well. And he had the hairdryer jammed in there and the shoe was drying quite nicely. Then, the phone rang. He walked into the next room to oh, answer no. it, and it's the power goes off. No. It turns out that the hairdryer had vibrated free of the shoe and fallen into the sink full of water, and the GFI didn't seem to be 100% functional. I don't know how much of the hotel's power I knocked out, but at that point, I decided I needed help. So not okay, only so did he destroy this hotel everything. room yeah. with seagull crap, right. he also took down like a chunk of the hotel's power as well. Okay, he is literally the worst tenant that's ever existed like okay all of the different stages all the different stages should have had a question mark about them okay first of all stink meat don't bring an entire duffel bag of stinky stinky meat to a hotel period don't do it then don't put it near an open window if you know that seagulls are around you fucking crazy person everyone knows (laughs) that seagulls are the rats of the sky and if you don't think a sky rat could smell some delicious stink meat out of a window you are deluded and on top of that everyone knows (laughs) not to put electronics near a fucking sink why do you have to do everything wrong you you gotta like give him some crap because like there's no way there's no way, dude. You gotta he give up. That was gonna happen. You gotta give up. You gotta set the reset button on your life if you if you've done this much tomfoolery in a matter of I like six like, hours. I feel like the hairdryer though. Like obviously it's bad what happened, but like to be honest, I would be so overwhelmed by all the crap everywhere and everything <laughs> that just happened. Like him running around <laughs> trying to catch these seagulls, like that. I feel like that's, like, so... <laughs> like, the, it's the like last of his worries. Yeah. Like, no, but that's the best part, is that the hotel staff is probably like, where did that blackout start? And they're like, well, let's just go check out this hotel room. And they go up to the hotel room, and they're like, what the actual fuck is going on? This is now the last thing that we're worried about. What <laughs> oh did you do gosh. to our hotel room? What the fuck so, did you do? So afterwards, like, the aftermath was, is this guy got banned, and he remained banned for 18 years and <laughs> wait how this... long ago did this happen oh then this happened 18 years ago <laughs> what? i thought this happened like two or three days ago no no no, no. but he <laughs> th- th- here's the thing he's writing this 
he wrote their story on his Facebook page <laughs> and he sent it to the Fairmont Express because he decided he just he didn't want to be banned anymore and he wanted to go back to the hotel. <laughs> so he sent this to them just explaining his situation, being like, listen, I, it was a this fluke. is what happened. It was a fluke. I've, I've like committed to the ban for 18 years yeah. and now I want to come back. And then the manager of the Fairmont responded and said that he was welcome once again as a guest. Oh, so. that's kind of nice. That's sweet. He said he bet it was the pound of the brother's pepperoni that I gave them as a peef offering that did the trick. Okay, so he he showed him the, the reason, like the delicious reason why yeah, it was yeah. okay. This whole thing sounds like it's it's always sunny in Philadelphia. This whole thing sounds like an it's always sunny right. like sketch. Like this sounds like something stupid that that the entire family would just do yes, when going to like yes. the Jersey Shore or something. That uh, like I can understand, I don't know, bringing stinky French cheese home. Uh, I guess I can understand a single log of saucisson. I can understand something. Saucisson. Saucisson. I can understand that. But when you bring a duffel bag of meats to a hotel room, unrefrigerated, you are asking for trouble. You're asking for, for trouble. For so many reasons. On top of that, um, all your stinky, hot, steamy meats... Probably shouldn't have gone to your friends after sitting out for that long. Um, yes. Once again, I know it's preserved, but like, come on. So it's probably best that the seagulls got it, to be honest. Yes. If I have to be real about it. And also, I will say, the hotel handled it pretty well. I mean, yeah. I mean, well, like... Ban him I for mean, 20 years. what do you years. do in that situation? Just go and clean it up and be like, well, you're not coming back here. Oh, my God. The poor housekeepers that had to try to clean that biohazard zone. That's a biohazard oh zone. That's like... That's excrement <sighs> everywhere. There's okay, nothing well, nice yes. about that. Well, with that being said... Should we move on to our next topic? Are you going to tell us about it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's do that. Okay. Well, our next segment is What the Fuck Japan? What the Fuck Japan? What, what the, the fuck, fuck, Japan? fuck Japan? Yeah. I, our, by just PS, the, the, the pre moments before our segments is going to be, it's going to be a little <laughs> fucked up this week because we can't sync up. Just, just know it's going to happen. Emma? If you're listening to this, and you are definitely listening to this, uh, first of all, we're sorry. Sorry. Second of all, you can use other what the fuck Japans. 100%. I'm pretty sure we've said it yeah, 100 times we now. definitely have. But also, you could leave in all of this and just show the really the inner mechanisms of what we got going on. Also, can I just say, sorry, I just got on this website, and now I'm all, like, freaked, freaked out. This sounds so weird, but every time I talk about, like, wedding rings or engagement rings or like something like that i start getting advertisements for wedding rings maybe you're just looking up wedding rings no i'm not i don't do that i don't do that on a regular basis this is like the start maybe of us having a very that. serious conversation sure? about our relationship yeah well like all of a sudden this podcast just starts like getting really serious and divulging into a, like a really existential like conversation yeah about, like do we even want to get married let's just run like, away are you there are you there in that same are we place? there are we at that place no but for real it's like will and i will like you know just talk about stuff as couples do but then i just start getting like right now i have brilliant earth non-spawn but brilliant earth he started advertising on like my ipad and my laptop what Dude, Google be watching. Facebook be watching. Just want to point yeah, that out. Gosh. Very well, weird. Also, we have a Google Home, and the Google Home's connected <gasps> the Google 
to your Google account. The Google Home knows what's up. If I say it too loud, you, it'll get activated, and I don't want you that. You might have been talking too loud. <gasps> oh, my God. Does anybody else have that, though? Like, am I crazy? I'm asking for, like, the podcast listeners. Like, do you guys get advertisements based on what you say out loud? Because even, like, around my period, I will get tampon or, like, period-related it, like, knows your schedule. It knows my cycle better than I do. I start noticing, like, period ads, and I'm like, ooh, Google knows. They're reminding me. Who needs a period I tracker kind of, app when you got Google? Like, part of me wants to do this, and part of me doesn't. Like, disconnect I just from wanna, everything? Like, disconnect from everything. Yep. Like, get rid of that fucking Google Home. Yep. Delete my Facebook. Yep. Maybe keep my Twitter, but, like, get rid of everything which is, like connecting me to like being, big brother yeah being data mined well the problem is that like literally everything is connected which sucks but like your cell phone just carrying your cell phone around like i was watching philip defranco and he was talking about how you can go into your google services on your phone and see that your phone is being pinged every time you like leave a certain area it'll show you how long you've It'll show you how long you've stayed in an area. Like, if you were in a store for, like, an hour and a half, it'll tell you how long you were in that store. All this crazy stuff that Google just well, has. Well, I don't – and take this as a grain of salt because I don't know if it was, like, confirmed. But there was a person on Twitter I saw, like, a week or so ago who was talking about – she had, like, on Facebook, you can download your information. Like, you could download your, like, chat history and stuff. Yeah. But when she downloaded it – it didn't just have like the messages she sent. It had who she had called, who she had messaged, where she had been when she sent it. It had all this That's information so that wasn't creepy. meant to be included in the message. So like it was, creepy. it was like it was a glitch, and so it had like all her like whereabouts and everything for like the last three years or something. It's so unnecessary. That's the thing that I keep coming back to is like it's just unnecessary and. Oh man, seriously, guys, if you're someone who is concerned about any kind of Big Brother shit delete your Facebook now because Facebook has so much fucking information on everyone and like jokes on you Facebook because I haven't updated my Facebook in like 10 years. Hey, hey. Honey, if you've got it on your phone, they're getting information. Fuck. Damn it. Shit. You're just as screwed as everybody else. Will knows. I deactivated my Facebook like four or five years ago and I just reopened it like a year and a half ago because I was, because people were like, Facebook's still a thing. You gotta be on Facebook if you want to be popular. And I was like, damn it, I gotta do this now. And like, and Will's like, yeah, just get Facebook Messenger so you can talk to all our international friends. And I'm like, yeah, that's great and all, but also I don't want my like asshole being probed in the middle of the night because Facebook has all yes. my information, has been data mining my ass. So, anyways, okay, well, what the fuck do you mean? <laughs> Let's get back on track. Let's talk about it. Let's do it. Let's get back on track. Um, Yeah, just grain of salt. We like to talk about a a lot of other random bullshit in between our segments. So, yeah, don't be too freaked out. Things are still okay. But be aware, and Big Brother is watching. Yeah, Um, they're watching. Okay, right. Let's just keep going. Okay, tell me what we're talking about. (gasps) Okay, fuck. Okay, this is an article that we got from Lula Jane. Thank you, Lula Jane. At Lula Jane 8. Um, she sent over a little, a little something, something that we saw. Dailytelegraph.com. What the fuck, Japan? Mourn and go. This company has launched a drive through funeral service. Hold on. Did you just say mourn and go? Mourn and go. Indeed. Mourn and go. What a name. I know. Super upsetting. Um, yeah, let's just read through this. So basically, 
A Japanese funeral parlor is set to offer relatives the chance to pay their final respects to deceased loved ones without leaving the comfort of their cars. The firm claims that the drive-through service is a first in Japan, where a rapidly aging population means funerals are anything but a dying trade. Great pun, wonderful pun. Appreciate. I feel it. like of all the things that we need to drive-through for, that's not one of them. Yeah, coming in terms with like the the existential moment of death um, is not one thing that I, I I don't really want to be able to like get that over with in the same time I can get a bucket of KFC chicken. You know what I mean? It's like it's not like well, equivalent to what I want to be up to. I feel like morning go is a bad name. Morning go what? is bad. Is there a better name we could give ooh, this service? Ooh, what's ooh what um maybe the fi- the final ride or uh I feel like is there a pun of in and out, you know what I mean? Ooh, like a ooh, ooh, like an in and out Ah, because In and Out already has a sexual innuendo. I wonder if we could make yes. it a death-related innuendo. Yes, I feel. I feel like In and Out actually just the name might In-N-Out. work. I mean, they might raise some trademark claims, but I don't think it's in Jap- in Japan anyway. So so perfect. Maybe we'll just, just call it, it In and Out. Call it In and Out, and then put like put make the graphics like the the logo going down and being lowered into a grave. Yes, you know what I mean. Or maybe rather just going down. Or just simply Down, downhill out. from here, yeah. Just out. or out, or um, what's what are some like uh, funeral home related things? <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Um, I don't know. The interesting okay. thing about this is, at first, I was like, oh, good, we're just commercializing our own death as well, yay! But actually, this is supposed to be for elderly people. I see. Elderly mourners can register their names on a touchscreen tablet device. Weird. And make a traditional offering of incense just by rolling down a car window, which is crazy. A process relayed right. to screens inside the venue for the grieving funeral host to watch. The initiative aims to speed up funeral services and also give infirmed relatives a chance to pr- participate. So, like, older people are more hesitant to go to funerals because they have a hard time getting out of their car. But they also want people to be able to say their respects to their friends before they pass on to another life um and it usually takes about 15 minutes for someone in a wheelchair to offer incense at an altar during like a traditional japanese funeral ceremony so they're saying that like if you took each older person and each one of them took 15 minutes it would take so long for like a hundred people to come and like pay their respects right i see so there is there is some like basic logic to it is it cheaper does it say anything about it being cheaper um it seems like really it's not that the funeral is drive-through it's that the venue has a drive-through aspect to the funeral so like there's a funeral (laughs) happening inside this building like a full funeral and like the people's family is there the mourners are there and then people who want to pay their respects can drive up to the Uh... venue like light a stick of incense they're being filmed so that you can see so then the mourners on the inside of the venue can see who's like coming to like pay their respects which is interesting i don't know i don't know <laughs> just so fucking odd. it still just makes me feel weird inside but also knowing the statistics statistics around japan makes this a little bit easier to digest um because there's also we've talked about rent a monk which is like that you can rent um a either a a Buddhist monk or or any kind of monk to come and do funeral rites at your house. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And 
the reason why this has become such a big thing, like these drive-through aspects, these rent-a-muck aspects, is because Japan is on the verge of becoming the first ultra-aged country in the world, meaning that 28% of people are aged 65 or above. Japan is like an old-ass country. Yeah, Japan has trouble, like, they aren't getting it on. The young people aren't aren't having kids. It's kind of a wild thing. They're like not having kids. So a large portion of their Really? Yeah, and because they have such a high life expectancy, they're living for a really long time, but a lot of them like twenty eight percent of the entire population of Japan is sixty five or older. That is insane. Yeah, that's crazy. I, had, I did not know that. Yeah. So like they're having a, they're having trouble with that. So so also a lot of this is like if if people are starting to die, which is inevitable as people get older funeral services are going to become really um overpopulated if that makes sense because there's gonna be so many people (laughs) like at some point it's very morbid to think about but like at some point there's gonna be a large swath of people that are gonna die oh my gosh yeah that's kind of the crazy part about the whole thing is that it actually sort of makes sense to a certain extent even though it's interesting there's a weird juxtaposition because japan is all about respect and um honor Especially in death. Mm. And, yeah. and, but they're having so many people that are dying and like so many people who are getting older that it's like at some point, it's such a small need to like country. Streamline it. Yeah, yeah. They have to, and so that's why like there was that, um, that Buddhist monk robot that was supposed to be able to do funeral rites. Right. We talked about oh my that. Gosh. Had, I completely forgot about yeah, that. Yeah. We've had a couple of conversations about this in the past. For those of you who have been listening for a while, you might remember some of these things, but, um, yeah, we've talked about this kind of stuff before and like visiting, Graves, it, like the, Japan has made everything very streamlined. I'm reading this article now, and it's really fascinating. Like they have apps that you can give virtual visits to grave sites for. Like if you can't make it to like a faraway grave site, if you're a little bit older, or like you want to pay respects to your friend, but you can't like go over there, you can like um just like drone yourself over to their grave site, which is uh, wild. Um, wow. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's a big there's a big like. And it sounds weird, like a big culture around death and like moving on and the afterlife and all that stuff. So yeah, I guess that all makes sense. Wow. That's so weird. I I really didn't even kind of put that all together. Yeah. And honestly, if any of you guys want to read this article, I'll try to retweet this article because it's just really fascinating. But it talks about a lot about like the automization of death in Japan. Like even if you want to like give ashes or or like funeral rites to one of your friends that has like recently died, they have these houses that have hundreds of thousands of people's ashes all on like different altars in this very small building. And mourners are given a card, like a like a gift card that you like scan in and like the when you click the person that you want to give like respect to, it automatically like whizzes down ashes to like that person. Like how weird is that? Right. It's like all automated, which is crazy to me. Wow. Okay. So we've learned well, a lot. Japan. Thanks. Japan. I know. Sorry. I just got really into that. Japan is doing a lot of things right, and they're trying to plan for the future. But that's hard to do when like thirty percent of your population is like sixty-five or older. So yes. yeah, yeah. Which is not to say that old people are not like I don't want to be ageist and say that that's like a huge problem because there's a reason why they make such amazing shit in Japan. It's because there's a lot of respect for their work. But um. Anyways, that's the deal. That's Japan going off the walls in death, which is fun. Thanks for that one. That was actually really interesting. No problem. Our next segment is 
You know what we should do today, Will? Tell me, Arden. We should join, join a cult. cult. I don't feel like we've done a cult one in a while. We haven't. Um, we, you know what I've realized? We really favor celebrity cults, probably because they're just more interesting. I mean, I love hearing about, like, R. Kelly trying to pee on someone. And being like, right, hey, that was stop. the last thing I think we spoke about. Yeah, I think so. Also, sorry guys, there might be dogs barking in the background. My neighbors have no respect for me, so so, so that's that, guys. I'm sorry. We have these like. Also, there's like a there's also a garbage truck going on in the background. So I've just got oh, a lot gosh. of different sounds going on right now. Um, yeah, we have these asshole dog neighbors, and like, I'm not kidding. Will knows. I will hear Ziggy. Like, every three hours, I'll hear a shrill woman's voice yelling Ziggy over and over again outside my window. Just every couple hours. Just to make sure Ziggy's still alive, I guess. I don't know. Fucking Ziggy. I think it's done now, though. Are we good? Are we good? Yeah, I think we're good. Okay, so I'm trying to soak in as much information as I can about this because this is, like, ongoing. And I don't think there's been a resolution. But um, there's a cult called... Wait, first uh, we got to give give us the gold star. Who is it? Oh, of course. And where okay. is it from? Where's the article from? We got to do our due diligence, Will. Okay, okay. Relax, right? Come on. Get my back. Get it together. Uh, so, Lenia, at Lisa Lenia. Thanks so much for saying this in. Indeed. Gold star. She sent an article on Jezebel.com, which I started reading, and then I kind of moved on to another article, which is now in the New York Times. So I'm kind of going bounce and forth. Oh, I see. Uh-huh. Gonna, ooh, I love that. To, you're, you know, you're yeah. trying to get a varied uh, a varied story around here. You're trying to get a couple different viewpoints so you don't have biased news. I appreciate that, yes. Will. I appreciate that. So this company, or this cult, rather, is called Nexium. <laughs> And it's spelled N X I V M, which immediately screams cult. Yeah, um, or like, or like supplement multi marketing sales. <laughs> like, yeah, or just like a little bit satanic. I don't know. Ooh, yummy. So, <laughs> so this cult is been dubbed as they call it a multi level marketing organization. Oh, it is a multi level marketing. Oh, yeah. it's a pyramid scheme. Good. But everyone outside is like, no, it's a cult. It's just a cult. So there's a secret sisterhood within the cult, and it's referred to as they're basically the women in the cult are referred to as slaves. What? And they're branded with the initials of the guy that Founded it. Wait. And his, na- his name is Keith Rainier. Wait, but what? No. Okay, you got to backtrack just a little bit. Like, why? What? Can you give me, like, the beginning of this cult? Like, where did it come from? Why is it here? And why are the, yeah. why are women called sex slaves? <laughs> okay, let me let me try my best to, to give some background to it. But I, I'm trying to read up on it. Oh, maybe you can help me by looking up on it because there's a lot to digest with this. Oh, okay. The reason I got, like, kind of turned on to it is because Alison Mack, you guys might know her if you watch Smallville. I watched Smallville when I was younger, when I was, like, I think it came out, like, 10 years ago, Smallville. Um, and she played Chloe on Smallville. So, and she had a really big role in it. Like, she was nominated for Teen Choice Awards. So classic, like, a cult wanted her to be involved with them. Well, yes. This is so weird because I, like, remember her from the show. You know, when you remember someone, you're like, oh, yeah, I remember her. Like, I remember her. I remember liking her in the show. Yeah. And you're like, wait, 
now she's like apparently the brains behind this cult and she's the one recruiting all the women is to she be the, like turned into slaves. Is she like she- Sheila from Wild Wild Country? Yeah. Oh, yes. Kind of like that. If you guys haven't watched that documentary, highly recommend on Netflix, Wild Wild Country. I love cult stories. That We could make a whole Let's Join a Cult for Wild Wild Country because I would actually join that cult. But... Okay, I found out where the beginnings of this... Do you mean to tell you okay, where the yeah, beginnings tell me. came yeah, from? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Help me out. Nixivum, which is not a real... That is not a real yes. name of a company. Can I just say, don't make a company where all all of your things are consonants. Just have like... I mean, I know there's an I in the middle, but it's not enough. Like, you can't have... You, that's just... Don't make it all consonants. I will never be able to pronounce it, and that means that I won't be involved in the cult. Maybe that's the whole point, is that people are just trying to figure out how the fuck to pronounce this so they get drawn in. But anyways, okay. Nisium, sure, offers courses and workshops designed to help improve self-fulfillment. It's just... Website describes it as a new ethical understanding that allows us to build an internal civilization and have it manifest in the external world. So what that means is it's a cult. (laughs) That literally just said, we are going to make a cult and then try to spread it around the world. That's literally what that just said. Also, anytime a company says they want to try to help you with self-fulfillment while also trying to sell you something is a cult. Cults prey on people who need community. Cults prey on people who need community. Just remember that. Um, Okay, the program is led by Ranier, who is reportedly known within the group as Vanguard. And former members have alleged that he had sex with members and urged women in the group to follow near-starvation diets. Okay, so this is on Jezebel.com, by the way, but it's just the, uh, it's a more in-depth version of what was originally on the the yeah, and they, they, article they all refer to that guy as m like they call him m Ew. he's like they, they it's like kind of a slave master thing mm. and so they all call him m wow okay so they they try to make it sound like it was like a secret sisterhood um yeah the report describes an initiation process for a secret sisterhood um, that occurred this past March. Five women gave recruiters collateral, including naked photos or compromising materials that would be released if the group was ever exposed. They gave them blackmail material. They literally right. gave up their that's, own blackmail that's like material. Scientology. That's like Scientology. They did the exact same thing. Yeah, like how John Travolta has definitely told them that he's like... Probably, ex- yeah, probably wanted to, like, experiment with men at some point and never felt comfortable doing it. So they were like, we're going to out you to the entire world. Uh, yeah, that's a big rumor, isn't it, within the, within the cult? That is a big rumor within the cult. Um, but who knows if that's actually true. Lauren Salzman, who instructed them to say, Master, please brand me. It would be an honor. One woman oh, thought God. she was getting a small tattoo upon initiation, but in reality, it was a two-inch square symbol that was burned below each woman's hip. Oh, my fucking God. Oh, wow. One of the women who was branded, Sarah Edmondson, said she was first recruited into this quote-unquote sisterhood by Salzman. She described the group as a force for good that taught female members how to overcome weaknesses like being over-emotional. Okay, fuck off. There is nothing wrong with being emotional. And fuck off if you think that, like, women are automatically over-emotional and need to fucking control that shit. Sorry that your toxic masculinity has made you unable to be attentive towards your emotions. Sorry. Mm. Either way, submissive and obedience would be used as tools to achieve these goals, several women said. So they basically... They were told that it was supposed to be, like, a badass bitch boot camp, but really... They would just have sex with this M character. They had to, like, send their master text that read, like, morning M and night M 
during drills, a master texted her slaves, question mark, and they had 60 seconds to reply, ready, M, or they could, like, um, face physical punishments, like, be beaten if they didn't, like, respond quickly enough. Supposedly, they also, like, did experiments where, like, they would get the women to, like, watch, like, violent film clips of, like, people being murdered and stuff and, like, get them to react. They have the, like, brainwaves react and stuff. That's fucking sick. Honestly, that's so disgusting. What, so how is how is Smallville actor involved? How is she, well, how is so she involved? She, she apparently now, she has joined it over the course of a number of years and apparently now is the main one recruiting it. What the fuck? The allegation goes out to confirm that even the branding symbol on the women's bodies have an A and an M, Alison Mack, like, included in the symbol now. So she's, like, she's high up in this Y'all cult. don't trust anyone in this world except us because we are super trustworthy. That's yeah. so gross. That is so gross. What a freak. Yes. What a freak. It's just crazy how, like... Someone could be so, I don't know, like how it can how she can go from like such stardom to like something so dark and like. Well, it just know, goes to just... show that stardom does not like, and we've learned this just from living in Hollywood and me having you on auditions and you like directing stuff. Like the choices that are made in Hollywood for who makes it on on camera is so bizarre and so confusing and it's never about who is like the most talented person except in very rare circumstances like it's usually a lot of other factors that factor in whether someone does or does not make it on camera you know what i mean so like i now i don't glorify anyone that ends up on camera in smallville the love interest um so chloe in allison mack plays a girl called chloe in smallville who's like She's, I think she's, like, kind of the intelligent one that's kind of, like, kind of his, like, eyes in the sky type thing when he's, like, doing stuff. Like, she's always, like, on a computer and she's a journalist, I think. Yeah. And the other person in the show who's, like, a lead with Clark Kent is this character called Lana Lang, who's played by this actress called Christine, Kristen Crook, her name is. Mm. And she's just, like, she's really tanned, she's just beautiful, and she um, was really big in the show because she's the love interest in it. And she... Um, also has been linked to the cult. Oh, so I wonder if it's a lot of them. Yeah, she she said that she was in it and she addressed on her Twitter account in March following uh, Rainier's arrest, the guy that founded the company, and disclosed that she had joined the group in 2005 when she was 23, but had departed by 2012 and was not in contact with any members of the group. So she was in it when she was in Smallville. Well, then she... Christine Kirk was. I bet you money that Allison Mack, like, was kind of trying to get her into it early on because everyone yeah. because honestly you got to be so careful because they 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 portrayed this as some like badass women's boot camp and then it's no it's sex trafficking and then it's sex trafficking and that's what um the the article that originally like sparked Will's interest in this um I'm reading it now uh the reason why this article was written was because Keith Rainier the guy who started this whole sex cult which is horrifying was arrested on charges of sex trafficking and then people are thinking that Allison Mack will probably be arrested as well. Wow. Because she was so heavily involved with recruiting people for the sex life cult. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It just goes to show, you know, like, these cults still exist. And some of them haven't been found out yet. Some of them will get found out. Some of them might not. Like, yeah. Some of these take place in the, the deepest recesses of the world and, like, the weirdest 
most like isolating places yeah kind of like this and like you have no idea and also you have to be smart about it i think a lot of people when they think about cults like and obviously we joke around and we have a fun time like making fun of some cults because they're just so ridiculous but like there's a reason why cults are successful it's because they prey on the insecurities the people who feel like they don't have a home, the people who feel like they don't have a voice, they prey on all of those different things. Like, this is supposed to be like a feminist movement. This is supposed to be something that was like, you know, supposed to be for like cool ladies to all get together and like feel yeah. like people feminine trying to energy. Find meaning, isn't it? Yeah, it's people trying to find meaning, but also just like be aware of the fact that you could see something that looks really appealing. Like at one point I could have gone, wow, that's a really cool thing. I don't know. Yeah. But, yeah. but things get twisted so quickly when there's a hierarchy and people who are profiting off of underlings. Just be careful, guys. Guard yeah. your guard your heart, guard your carnal treasure. You know, be careful. That's all I'm saying. Well, That's all I'm saying. on that note, sounds like we're going to have to love you and leave you all. <laughs> on that on that dark, sinister note, we Aww. really should have made this the first thing yeah, we spoke about. Yeah, we probably should have talked about the pepperoni farty seagulls at the end. <laughs> that probably would have like been a good topper oh, gosh. On, the, on the top of um, all that. But, you know, but, whatever. Yeah, I hope you guys are well anyway, and I hope you've had a good week. And please keep sending in stuff. Absolutely. We love reading it. Yeah. One last thing that I would like to just add oh, here yeah. Go for it. Um, is that next week is our one year anniversary of doing the podcast. Yes. Yeah. I think that was when the, I could be wrong, but it's either that was the first week, but that's, it's the one year anniversary of the contract we have on our podcast. <laughs> so it means that we will have been technically doing it for a year. I think we were recording episodes like earlier last year. But well, we're going to be together for that, aren't we? So maybe we can like try and we do should do something. an extravaganza, an extravaganza, an eleganza extravaganza with laganja. Let's let's figure it out. Let's do something fun. If you guys have any ideas of what you would like us to do, we're still going to keep dangling that toaster in front of you. Like I don't know when we're going to decide on the toaster winner. When do we want to decide? No, we'll get around to it. We'll, around. well, how many how many stars is everyone on right now? I mean, we have a couple people that are pretty far ahead and then like how many like i think we know who has the most right now i have it on my phone but i don't have my phone with me right now yeah um yeah, yeah. we have some people that are like way ahead but also i'm trying to like be able to you know close that gap a little bit so if you've sent in something and you've gotten a gold star just know you're still in the running you just gotta keep you just gotta keep <laughs> posting you know what i mean yeah you gotta keep sending stuff in um so yeah send us all your like recommendations for uh any of your segments that you think are interesting if you have a segment that you like more than other segments just keep sending in uh articles pertaining to that you know what I mean? Yeah. That's a great way to yeah. steer the ship on this podcast. Because if we see a bunch of articles about treasure, we're probably going to choose a treasure article. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make Arden do it regardless. So there you go. <laughs> if I see a treasure hunting topic, we're talking We're about doing it. it. Um, but anyways, so just wanted to say thank you guys for a year of support. We're going to go into this more next year. Not next year, but next week um, when we're together. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll get drunk. Do you want to get drunk and do the podcast or something? <laughs> I don't know why that's my first instinct because i love get drunk i just love listening to high or drunk podcasts i don't know why yeah there, it just cracks so me up it just cracks me up but um anyways that's about it guys thank you so much for listening and we'll see you guys next week yeah okay bye guys bye